Lord, as we turn to you this day, bless us that we may understand you better. As we hear your scriptures read, let us find wisdom in your spirit so that difficult readings may become clearer and that difficulties in our lives are made easier as we follow you and live in your ways. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And let God's people say, Amen. Our reading today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 14 through 28. The wise have eyes in their head, but fools walk around in darkness. But I also realized that the same fate happens to both of them. So I thought to myself, what happens to the fool will also happen to me. So why have I been so very wise? I said to myself, this too is pointless. There is no eternal memory of the wise any more than the foolish, because everyone is forgotten before long. How can the wise die just like the fool? So I hated life because the things that happened under the sun were troublesome to me. Definitely everything is pointless, just wind chasing. I hated the things I worked so hard for here under the sun because I will have to leave them to someone who comes after me. And who knows whether that one will be wise or foolish. Either way, that person will have control over the results of all my hard work and wisdom here under the sun. That too is pointless. I then gave myself up to despair as I thought about all my laborious hard work under the sun. Because sometimes those who have worked hard with wisdom, knowledge, and skill must leave the results of their hard work as a possession to those who haven't worked hard for it. This, too, is pointless. It's a terrible wrong. I mean, what do people get for all their hard work and struggles under the sun? All their days are pain, and their work is aggravation. Even at night, their hearts don't find rest. This, too, is pointless. There's nothing better for human beings than to eat, drink, and experience pleasure in their hard work. I also saw that this is from God's hand. Who can eat and find enjoyment otherwise? Because God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please God. But to those who are offensive, God gives the task of hoarding and accumulating but only so as to give it to all those who do please God. This, too, is pointless and a chasing after wind. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today starts the first of a three-part series looking at difficult readings. And the first of those is Ecclesiastes. And it's hard to read because over and over again we hear the word that everything is pointless and it's just wind chasing. And it's hard because we read that and we go, if everything is pointless, then what am I doing? And I think that what we have to step back and remember is that Ecclesiastes has a point. And the point isn't so much that everything is pointless. The point is that it's okay to feel that way. 
I have to admit, reading Ecclesiastes is actually one of my favorite ones to read because when I'm feeling frustrated and not being able to figure out what's going on, I can turn to it and be reminded it's okay to be frustrated at life. It's okay to feel that everything is pointless because no matter what I do, I can't seem to figure out how to get ahead and I can't seem to figure out what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And it reminds me, those feelings are okay. Too often we get wrapped up in thinking that if we are frustrated, then there's something wrong. We've got to change how we're thinking because we're not looking at the situation right. And we ignore that sometimes life is frustrating. Sometimes things are so difficult we don't know what to do with them. And sometimes we get into situations that we can't understand. And Ecclesiastes reminds me that it's because we're not God. No matter how much wisdom we try to accumulate, no matter how much we try to figure out, no matter how hard we work, we're still people. We are still people with flaws and people with flawed understanding. That we will never be able to fully understand all of God's plans and everything that God has in motion. And we'll never understand everything that happens. Now one of the most famous parts of Ecclesiastes reminds us that there's a time for everything. A time for giving birth and a time for dying, a time for throwing stones, a time for gathering stones together. That everything has a time and that we don't always know when that time is. That quite often that time escapes us because we're not the ones setting the schedule. We may want it to be a time for healing and it's a time for tearing apart. And we may not understand why. Now some people will say, well, you should just be happy with what you've got. And that's true. The author of Ecclesiastes says, be happy with eating and drinking. Be happy with your work. Do what you can. Be happy that God has enabled you to be able to work hard and get what you have. But even then, it comes to the same conclusion that Sometimes it still feels pointless. That if good people and death and bad people are both going to die, what's the point of being good? If a wise person and a fool are going to share the same fate, then what's the purpose of being wise? But even then, he doesn't see the purpose of giving himself up to foolishness either. Because that too is pointless. So what are we to make of everything being pointless? Do we have a purpose? Yes. See, the thing is that sometimes things may look pointless to us because we have a limited understanding. Because we can only figure out so much and we only have control over so much. We don't have control over when we are born, we don't have control over when we die, we just have control over how we live our life. And even that sometimes 
flies out of our control. And the best we can do is to keep going. I'm reminded of the closing of Ecclesiastes because it helps to tie everything back together, but it's also very unapologetic. Perfectly pointless, says the teacher. Everything is pointless. Additionally, because the teacher was wise, he constantly taught the people knowledge. He listened and investigated. He composed many proverbs. The teacher searched for pleasing words, and he wrote truthful words honestly. The words of the wise are like iron-tipped prods. The collected sayings of the masters are like nails fixed firmly by a shepherd. Be careful, my child, of anything beyond them. There's no end to the excessive production of scrolls. Studying too much wearies the body. So this is the end of the matter. All has been heard. Worship God and keep God's commandments because this is what everyone must do. God will definitely bring every deed to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or bad. There's no apology in the end from the teacher saying, oh, well, I thought everything was pointless and I'm sorry. No, it is, I still think there's a lot of things that feel pointless, but just because I don't understand them doesn't mean I shouldn't do my best. In the end, it's listen to God, do what God wants the best you can, and try to live the best you can, gain the best wisdom you can, and hopefully that will see you through. And I was reminded of the way that I have to sometimes instruct my kids. And it really brought home this entire idea of being frustrated at not understanding what the overall plan is. Simon is very headstrong. Simon likes to do what he wants to do, and he likes to understand what's going on, and he is not afraid to express his feelings about a situation. Sometimes if I tell Simon to do something, he wants to know why. Sometimes the explanation is straightforward. Simon, put on your shoes. Why? Because we're about to go outside. Okay. Other times, it's a little trickier. If we're about to go somewhere and we're going to be gone for a few days, and I tell him that he needs to make sure he's got everything in his bag, and that he needs to make sure that he has all of these specific things packed, sometimes he doesn't understand that we're going to be gone for a while, and he thinks, well, if it's here, I can just get it the next time that we're here, and that won't be a problem at all. Before bed, I will just get it out of my bed. No matter how much I tell him, he doesn't quite get it. And he will tell me that he is frustrated because he doesn't understand why he has to take everything out of his bed and put it in a bag when he likes all of his things to be in his bed. And sometimes I have to just pull out the parent card and go, well, you need to do it because I said so. And he may yell at me and go, you're making me angry. And then he angrily gets everything out of his bed and he puts it in the bag and he does it 
anyway. And I'm reminded of that because even though he's frustrated, he still does what's required of him. And I don't get upset at him for venting his frustration. Why would I? He can't fully grasp what's going on, so I let him be frustrated and I let him have that anger because it gets it out of his system and he's able to still do what he needs to do. And Ecclesiastes is that reminder that we're allowed to complain. We're allowed to get frustrated at God. We're allowed to say, God, this feels pointless. I don't get what's going on here. And I'm tired of not understanding what's going on here. Because sometimes that's the best we've got. Sometimes the best we've got is being angry and frustrated and not knowing why. And the key is to be able to vent that frustration while not losing sight of the fact that God's still there. Because God's there to listen to that frustration. Because the one thing we have in Ecclesiastes over and over again is the complaint that all of this is happening and that we can't understand God, but that God is still there, still doing, still going. That God hasn't simply abandoned us, it's just that we don't know what's going on. Because even if we are given a blueprint, it would be like something in a foreign language so big that we could never quite follow everything to its conclusion. Because it's just beyond us. We may not know, but it's okay that we can be frustrated at not knowing. The key is to have faith that God will still see us through. To know that even in our frustration and anger, God is there to comfort us, to guide us, and lead us. But that there's nothing wrong with being frustrated and angry. Because God understands. Because if we're frustrated and angry, because all we want to do is to do the right thing and have things go well in our lives, and we're tired of seeing the hard work of our hands go to people who we feel don't deserve it, then sure we're going to be frustrated. And God gets that. We get frustrated because no matter how hard we work, it seems like there's always another injustice around the corner, that there's always somebody else in need. We get frustrated. Even Jesus says that the poor will always be among us. And it's easy to look at it and say, helping the poor is pointless, because there's always more poor. It's easy to look at justice and say everything is pointless, because no matter how many injustices get fixed, it seems there's always another injustice. And it's because we are trapped in our time frame. We are trapped in our little bit of the story. We are trapped in only being able to understand the part that happens around us. And beyond that, we have to trust that it's in God's hands and God will see it through. And that's hard. 
But the good news is that God knows that's hard. God knows we get tired. We get exhausted. We get worn down. And so here's what I have to say to you. Read Ecclesiastes. Read it and don't go, oh, so much doubt. Read it and say, I can relate. I can relate because I have been frustrated before. I can relate because I have been so tired of things going wrong that I have to wonder if anything's ever going to go right again. And read it and know God gets it. God understands that all we want is to understand. And be willing to vent those frustrations because God is listening. God is there to provide comfort in those times of distress. God is there to help you overcome those feelings of helplessness. More than anything, trust that no matter how frustrated we get, no matter how hopeless things seem, God is still there. We may not see the end result in our lifetime and we may not fully understand God's plans, but we can still trust in them. And we can trust in them when we're happy, and we can trust in them when we're sad, and we can trust in them when we are frustrated, and we can trust in them when we're relieved. But we can trust that no matter how we feel, that God is still there for us. that God always has been and always will be there for us. Understanding that we are human. That we have anger and we have fear and we have doubts and we have joy and we have happiness. And God is there to help us through all of those things. Until our time comes to be called home to Him who made us. Amen.